0: it's fried squirms number 35 and we're going with another foreign movie we are this is i believe this is our first south korean film right when was the last time we did a foreign movie it hasn't been too long ago has it oh no we try to throw it in another asian south korean our first monster movie yeah creature feature Creature perhaps. feature we're going with two thousand sixes the host so i mean i guess with that let's just get straight into the guts and bolts
1: i'm ready guts and bolts guts and bolts guts and bolts
0: cool so I guess we already said South Korean movie so you tend to be a little
1: bit more adventurous with trying to pronounce all the names I'm gonna give you a wink cause I'm gonna try my best <laughs> yeah this one uh, gonna, first like off everybody gives
0: an amazing performance they do. And everybody I, that we're about to name gives an amazing there. performance, and everybody that we're about to name I have never seen in any other movie before. And I've watched a couple other South Korean films. But... I'm
1: pretty familiar with Korean films in terms of like horror films mm-hmm. because we'll mention a few here in a little bit. But I guess going with that because it is a South Korean film, we do have to mention our director. I know one thing about at least Korean names; it tends to like the the order of the name tends mm-hmm. to be in reverse, right? You know so what I mean. family name first, and yeah. then. So however you want to look at it whether it's Bong Jun ho or Jun ho Bong either way uh, oh. this is Bong this is our director of the film he's also one of the writers and people might be familiar with some of his works uh, one of his more recent films is *Akja*, and uh, he did a film
0: Oh no shit Yeah I ha- actually haven't watched that yet, but I've only heard, like, really good things. Yeah,
1: I'm familiar with it. Like, I haven't seen it, but familiar with it. I had no
0: idea it was, uh, that was the same person. That was the only person I didn't look up was the fucking director. I looked up all the actors to see if I knew them from anything else, and I was like, no No, way, I, I knew this
1: director was pretty well known in, in Korea, South Korea, that, that is. And uh, he did another film. Well, that makes me want to American watch that, that anymore like... Yeah, he did the film Snowpiercer. And, okay. Uh, it's responsible see, for the film Mother, which is highly recommended. I Have uh, haven't yeah. seen that one either. Like I said, super familiar with it, just haven't got around to it yet. I did mention the writers. He's a part of a team that uh, includes Ha Won Joon, who did Stray Dogs and Spy Girl, all Korean films. Okay. Uh, another one who did uh, work on the screenplay is, I want to guess, Bake or Bak Chul Yoon. So those three people are responsible for this. And most of them, this was either their only work or mm. like they worked on other sets or films with Bong. Okay. Cinematographer for this film is Kim Young ku did Memories of Murder, The Warrior, and Together With You. So those are some films that the c- cinematographer worked on. Our editor for this film is Kim Sun-min, responsible for the film's Memories of Murder. The Chaser, which is a really good suspense thriller Korean film, and The Wailing.
0: See, man, I like I said, I've actually watched a few Korean films. None of these. I feel really bad. But I love this movie. Like, I've been pushing this one for a
1: while. Here's two <laughs> films that I'll mention with this particular person because they're responsible for the music. The music's responsible by Lee Byung-woo. Did work on Three Extremes Part 2. I'm familiar with the first Three Extremes. Okay. Because I believe Mike was on one of the segments. I think you're I'm almost certain of it. Anywho, he did work on the second Something one. Something we'll probably get to, by the way. Yeah, and the segment (laughs) for that one, if people are familiar with Three Extremes Part Two, this composer worked on the Memories segment of the second Three Extremes. They also did work on King and the Clown and A Tale of Two Sisters, which I have seen. I do own that film. It's uh, released by Tartan Extreme. And I don't want to say too much about the film, but it's a really good Korean film, hands-down horror film. Okay. Yeah, highly recommend that one. And also did work on the film Mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, so once again, this seems like a lot of these people behind the scenes tend to work together, and this mm-hmm. is no exception. Because I start seeing a lot of these names popping up throughout. One of our producers, or the main producer for this film, is Choi Yong Bay. Production companies is I'm gonna shoot. I'm probably gonna probably butcher oof, this shit out. Of this oof, name. Oof, I'm looking at. I'm gonna it try right my guess. And and I'm try it. Ooh. All right. Give me my. Give me a second. Yeah. Got this. You got this. I wanna say it's Chung Yeo Ram Film and Sego Entertainment. Dude, I, I couldn't get any closer than that. Distributors oh. because you can't. That help at least sounded this. like
0: something like I would have sounded like I was coughing.
1: So we'll we'll hear it in the in the replays. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, our distributor for this film is Showbox Entertainment in South Korea and Magnolia Pictures here in the United States. The budget for this film had a pretty reasonable budget. If you look at it in Korean numbers, it looks like eleven billion uh whatever this is. Eleven point eight. Yeah, it's it looks like an astronomical number for a film south korean dollars yeah and it translates to roughly a little over 11 million dollars u.s it grossed worldwide because i don't want to include just one country or a continent you have to include it all because this is a worldwide film it grossed a little over 89 million dollars almost 89 and a half nice worldwide that's not a bad return on this film no the release date was July 27th, 2006 in South Korea, and here March 30th, 2007 in the States. Tagline, there's several of them, but I did like this one. Man has made its newest predator. Hmm. Okay. So with that being said, we can delve into the cast because... Oh, it's the the won. The won? Yeah, W-O-N, the currency. Oh, the won. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. I thought you were doing a play on, like, the one. Oh, no, no, no. no. (laughs) Sorry, I, I, it bugged me that okay. I didn't know what that W was,
0: but it's like a, it's like you know, cool. like the dollar signs, like yeah. the S with vertically yeah vampires. two stripes, right? So the one is a W with a horizontal two stripes. Yeah, I was bugging me. I was like, "What the, what the deuce is a fucking W?" You got it, man. The well, wand. thats good to know. This is the one. So eleven billion wands, almost twelve.
1: Damn, twelve billion wands. That's crazy. That sounds crazy, but eleven million dollars. That's still pretty crazy. That I'm is, never going to see that's a That's a pretty dollars. big budget for a Korean film, hands mm-hmm. down. But we'll talk about its success. There's a reason why it, it got that kind of budget, too. Now, did you see who did the effects on this? I saw a couple of different teams for effects. One of them was a company out of San Francisco. Right. The Orphanage. They did a lot of the CGI for this film. But I don't know. if There's a couple names you want to mention?
0: I was... Oh, where did that go? Well, the modeling for the creature... Was done by the Weta Workshop out of New Zealand. Yeah. That did all the Lord of the Rings movies. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, that one stood out to me. I was like, oh shit, I know that because yeah, it's fucking a, Lord of the Rings.
1: Yeah, so the New Zealand based Weta uh, Workshop and the animatronics were done by John Cox's Creature Workshop. The creature was actually designed by Chin Wei Chen. And like I said, the modeling was done by Weta. So that's really cool. That was your special effects team for this film. So there was quite a different hands on this. New Zealand hands, States hands, South Korean hands. And they all did a magnificent job, I believe, for this creature. It's a really gnarly creature.
0: Yeah, so like we said, this is really the first true creature feature we've gotten into. Or monster movie, if you want to term it that way. Or And that kind of has me excited already, because I love creature features. I always think of them as creature features. I think monster movie is probably a little bit more Affordity. more widely known of a term for
1: it. But It makes perfect maybe sense. Maybe not, I don't know monster creature. I mean it's it's all relative I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: And in some ways if people don't think of slashers as being your like classic horror archetype, then they probably think of creature features as being sort of your classic horror archetype. And I can see that
1: because it you have it like a rampaging trying,
0: yeah. Godzilla to an extent, that's a monster movie. It certainly is. You have I mean werewolf really is a monster movie, most of those types. You can argue a lot of vampire films depending on which one and That's stuff. a good point as well. I mean, honestly, some people could probably argue that the Duke, which we already did, was a monster movie, but I, I didn't quite count
1: it myself. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that either. I was like, I don't. I don't consider that a monster film.
0: But I could see how you could make some arguments for it being a monster movie. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm not gonna bow down to any of them
0: it also sort of tells you what you're in store for it lets you know exactly
1: what you're going to get into it's
0: based around a monster and that's where some of the tension comes from this movie however is really good in that that's not where all the tension comes from
1: no there's all kinds of things that affect this movie outside of just the creature alone
0: i guess we'll delve into those a little bit more in this next section here but i guess a synopsis for this movie If you're, like, sitting there listening to us being like, why should I watch a South Korean movie? I don't know Korean. I'm going to have to read this. Shouldn't I be wanting to look at the monster? Okay, so... First off, the movie's really good. Awesome political overtones throughout. That's all as much as I want to say right now. Yeah, well, like, so we can reserve that for the next section. Political overtones throughout. An amazing monster that they showcase really well. They do, and they Slightly make... Slightly dated effects, but really well done anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's 2006. Keep that in mind. Gripping story. Really entertaining story. Uh, and kind of a tearjerker ending. I agree. But a monster attacks some people a family in particular on the coast of the Han River. Yeah. And the
1: government gets involved. I guess that's the best synopsis for this movie. Can yeah, I think it's, of... it's loosely based on some real events, very loosely. Very loosely, of course, but the events leading up to are based on loosely based on some real events. Mhm. Oh, should we mention the actors before we get on to yeah, that section? Not? Yeah. Okay. Because that's a good synopsis, you know, give
0: me a chance to See. We're kind of jumping do. around a bit, but That's okay. It's, that's fine. It's
1: like I, I'm so
0: jumbled up because I love monster movies.
1: I enjoy them too. Was, I was glad we did this film. It's mm-hmm. it a really entertaining, good film. All right, so here we go. I want to try these names. You got this. You got this. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to announce or say the the character name first, and then say who the actor is. So I would say probably our one of our main 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 characters in this film is the character gang Gangdu gang park specifically because this is a part of the park family mm-hmm. so gang Du park is played by song kang ho and then the father i believe in this film is uh bong bong park or Hai bong park played by byun Hee bong so that's the father in this film father park grandpa park nam il which is the brother the uncle in this film played by park Hee il i don't know if i'm doing well but i'm gonna keep going <laughs> i think you got this Namju which is the sister she looks like she's into some in competitions if you know what i mean Oh, yeah so yeah she's pretty cool so namju park she's is, kind of a badass she is pretty badass she's played by Bei dona or duna hyunseo or hyunso park which is the little girl the daughter in the film of gongdu or gangdu it's played by ko Asung, the monster voice i don't know i didn't even know there was a voice for the monster Ooh, i'll give okay. the guy credit but oh Dalsu. This is one actor. This is an American actor I had to mention. He doesn't have a big oh, part. had to mention this yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly who you're going to say. Yeah. Because we've talked about this person before on our podcast.
0: I, I forgot that he was in this at first. And when he pops in in this first scene, I was like, yes. I've got a really yes. interesting story about him this week, too. Okay. Outside okay. of this film. Uh, Scott Wilson, I think. Scott you were Wilson.
1: To say? Yeah. He plays the U.S. doctor in the morgue in and the very we, beginning of the film.
0: We would have last seen him on this podcast in our. Behind the Mask? Yeah, Behind the Mask rise Leslie Vernon
1: episode which was a while ago now. Jesus. Okay, here's something I wanted to mention. I go into forums and groups and things like that and, you know, keep up with the horror world in general. But uh, anyhow, I got a recommendation on a William Peter Bellatty film that he actually directed. Okay. Called the ninth configuration.
0: Right, I've heard of the ninth configuration. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard the name.
1: It's from what I understand. It's in the same vein as The Exorcist maybe not quite to that extent. Okay. But in the same vein, like I said, same writer, mm-hmm. actually the director for this film. But uh, Scott Wilson is in that film along oh. with a slew of actors. Joe Spinell, who's in Maniac. Okay. He, yeah, Joe Spinell. You, once you see that guy's face, you can't forget it. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's your typical, maybe, I won't say typical, but something maybe out of 1980s New York, Manhattan, Bronx. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, Scott Wilson is in this film. This is the second time he was brought up, I mean, including this film. Mm-hmm. But somebody recommend a Ninth Configuration. For those who might be familiar with it, this is another Scott Wilson appearance. Oh, God,
0: and if you didn't listen to our Leslie Vernon episode, Scott oh, Wilson man. is notable
1: because of... God, he was Walking Dead, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in The Walking Dead. I mean, if you look at his list of credits, it's unbelievable. He's been in a lot of really cool stuff. He's been in The Twilight Zone. I mean, he was Herschel the in tongue. The
0: Walking Dead. I'm just going to try to He gets
1: it. an unaccredited role in Judge Dredd. <laughs>
0: Oh, no shit, huh? Yeah, it's pretty
1: cool. Yeah, he's in the X-Files, an episode.
0: That's some kind of neat stuff in here. Yeah, Pearl Harbor. Damn. In the heat of the night, in Cold Blood.
1: He was in Monster, Oh. The yeah, Last Samurai. Exorcist Three. Yeah, oh shit, nice. G.I. Jane. Yeah, CSI. I mean, if you look at his credits, it's just like, you've probably seen him at one point or another. You might not recognize him at first, but once you start seeing him, then yeah, you know who he is. But uh, like so, once again, he's in this film. And there was another American actor. I didn't really write him down. Paul Paul Lazar. Yeah, yeah. He's mostly a producer. Laser, probably laser. Lazar. Yeah, I looked him up, and like I said, he mostly does production work. But outside of that, that's pretty much the film. I mean, as far as our cast and you know our crew. Yeah, that's cast. We gave a brief synopsis. synopsis. Maybe we should Uh, give some uh, you know some warnings. Warning.
0: I mean, the violence
1: isn't that bad. There's a little bit of blood, but you don't. There's gun violence. There's a little bit of language. Not much. Yeah. Like I said, it's a monster film, so you're going to have some monster. There's a monster.
0: And there is a monster, and it's not the prettiest thing to look at, but no. it's not the scariest. No, I've seen worms. We've seen worms. It's kind of a big, I mean, spoilerish kind of a big fish. Yeah, that's safe to say. Kind of a big fish with legs. Yeah, safe to say, you know. So, I mean, and the violence really isn't all that bad, really. I mean, no, there's gunplay, but it's not explicit of any kind. No, I mean... Most of the wounds don't happen on screen. Yeah. You see something happen, and then it either cuts result... away or something obstructs it. And then you might see a little bit of blood afterwards. But it's not like ripped off limbs or anything.
1: No, it's very tame in comparison to a lot of films we've covered at this point. And that's it? I mean, other than wanting to get
0: into how it made me squeal. Yeah, I'm ready to squeal on this one. Cool, let's squeal.
1: How does that make you squeal?
0: Woo, we're squealing. It's time to squeal. So, yeah, I don't know. How do you want to start off this one? I'm kind of excited, like I said already, that we're finally doing a monster movie man i love monster movies you've,
1: you've heard me go off about godzilla yeah. and shit before like. i mean i think we should give this a proper you know not maybe not like a three hour two hour ordeal but it's a pretty straightforward film for the most part i would like to talk about the monster and like said, some of the aspects of the film you know if you want to go in it that way yeah yeah i mean i mean i'm just saying like god i'm i really
0: like this movie i didn't watch it back when it first came out like I had people tell me about it for years and years and years and finally yeah. I caught it on Netflix like a year and a half ago or something like that.
1: I caught the film probably around... Maybe longer ago than that, but not much. Like Yeah, I think for me it was around 2007, 8, maybe 9, somewhere around that time period. That's when I had first seen it. And I enjoyed it. Like said, it just took me a while to get back to it. I mean, being a monster movie and shit,
0: like, the one thing I always remembered, the very first time I watched it, and fucking spoilers, we're about to talk about the monster. Yeah. But... The very first time I watched it and now rewatching it this time for being a monster movie the monster is kind of small.
1: Yeah, it's not a very big monster.
0: Most of the time these monster movies like you got like Cloverfield or something where it's yeah. like wrecking a city They're and colossal. you're you're having to to survive these fucking like forces of nature or even like them, giant ants. Yeah. Like giant giant shit is usually what it is, like to the
1: extreme for the most part when you think of monsters.
0: There's this, there's not too many where the Monster is really small down like this. Because it's, what, like, SUV size? A little bit bigger
1: than that. I'd say a little bit bigger than that. Maybe, like, in comparison, maybe, like, tank size, maybe? Like, the size of a tank?
0: Yeah, depending on the tank, yeah. Well, not like a huge
1: tank, but, you know, yeah. maybe a regular tank.
0: Because it's kind of beefy, but... Yeah, but it's not really big. It's not t- It's not very tall. covers a lot of ground. Uh, With a really, really nasty mouth. Yeah. Okay, okay, so you mentioned that this is kind of based off true things. Yeah, so the in, very and that's in a couple ways. We're talking about the monster. Right. And the monster was influenced by a mutated fish that was pulled out of the river.
1: Yeah, and it all led back to there was a big political thing that happened with at the very beginning of the film with Scott Wilson. This is basically the only time you get yeah, to see it. Yeah,
0: this is the this was the setup for the movie and yeah. this, both in the movie yeah, and the Yeah, so they, movie. we're
1: covering both. Yeah. You know, segments of this this particular story. So in real life and in the movie, there was some worker, I guess a U.S. worker in the army or military mm-hmm. who dumped a bunch of formaldehyde into, into the river. Yeah, and it leaked into it or leached into it. And like you were saying, they're pulling out mutant fish. And was that responsible? There was a big lawsuit involved. And Anywho, long story short, that's what you get at the beginning of the film.
0: Yeah, whether or not it was responsible or something that shouldn't have been done. Yeah, regardless,
1: and... it shouldn't have been dumped in there.
0: And that's, like we said, that sets up the movie where you then go to some fishermen who get this weird little...
1: Yeah, it's like they dunk, or the guy dunks his teacup, coffee cup Mm -hmm. into it. I was like, oh, please don't drink that.
0: (laughs) But he, he caught something. Now, here's what I missed the first time, because the first time I watched this movie, I think it would have been on, like, an older TV. Probably the TV I had right before the one out there. Okay. Not a bad TV, mind you, but not as good as these days. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I still would have been, it would have been a little bit smaller, and I would have been sitting about the same distance back. And the fishermen say, when it's swimming off, like, God, how many tails does that thing have? And it would always kind of confuse me, because when I watched it that first time, I might also have just been really stoned when I was watching it, too. I can understand that. But the thing looks like it's kind of an S-shape, because it's based on this fish that was pulled out that had an s shaped spine. That's what the mutation was. So it's kind of this weird S-shape, but I was always like, it's only got a fucking tail. (laughs) Yep. This time watching the movie... I got this nice brand new monitor, because as you remember when we first started doing this podcast, I had a fucked up monitor oh, that yeah, made doing yeah. like anything goddamn near impossible. Yeah, it's,
1: it's sharp over here, man. Check but you out.
0: This nice looking monitor, and I watched it nice and up close here.
1: In your own personal space? In my own
0: little personal space last night, just getting down to it. And later when they show the monster, which isn't that much later on, another 15 minutes or so, this is like a two hour movie. It
1: is, is Yeah.
0: Another 15 minutes or so. They show the monster and you get a good little close up on it. I fucking laughed.
1: Yeah, I mean it is kind of funny at first. It really is. Cuz dude, this monster,
0: it's a really really good monster. Uh like I said, the effects are a little bit dated on the CG being 2006, but it still looks good. Like you're you're not going to be pissed at what you're watching by any no, means.
1: It's not horrible by any standards.
0: When you look at it coming out of random places in <laughs> the goddamn thing's back, yeah. it's just like the back half of trout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. This thing's like the size of like a fucking, yeah. the fucking small bus, the short bus.
1: Yeah, I would say that's probably a good comparison too.
0: This thing's the short bus size,
1: Damn. but
0: there's <laughs> like seven or eight extra tails coming out of it, but they're all the size of like trout tails and yeah. they look almost exactly like trout tails. Yeah. And it's pretty fucking comical. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, when you
1: break it down, it is. Yeah, it's it's weird because it, it seems like over the course of the film, it kind of it tends to grow, mm-hmm. you know? Upon its first appearance, it's like, (laughs) all right. Also, looks
0: kind of like Trogdor the Burninator. Yeah. A little bit. Gonna point that out. Those fishermen, god, they should have just fucking kept it and killed it.
1: I mean... I was assuming that's what they would have done. And they just... An edit. <laughs> yeah. Well, nope. Whoops. There it goes. Oh, there
0: it goes. Uh, well, I think it, like, bit him or something, but...
1: Yeah. Either way, they dunked the cup, and the guy was more concerned about the cup than he was with uh, the mutant fish.
0: Okay. And then, so the next time we see it, we don't really see it, but... No, not it yet. The guy yeah. committing suicide, was that the guy that du- had to dump the formaldehyde? Or did that just some rando...
1: I want to say that was a rando guy. I'm almost... Yeah, I think it was a rando guy.
0: Yeah, like so Rando businessman commuting and committing suicide by jumping like, off the bridge. He
1: mentions seeing it.
0: And as yeah, when he looks down you see like the, the dark shape and shit. That was pretty neat. Yeah.
1: Cool scene.
0: God, that's one of the things I really like about this. The rain
1: looked really good.
0: Just to jump back to the fact that this is a creature feature, I mean that's one of the things I like about this one is that they're not afraid to show you the creature. Oh no. There's a lot of creature features that sorta of play around with that and slowly, slowly build up the tension and you maybe see it for a total of very little time.
1: Yeah, it's... it's I mean, Godzilla it's is like, what, like,
0: 11 minutes total of the movie? Fuck, Jaws, I think, might be even less. Jaws is a creature feature. Yeah,
1: huge creature feature by any standards.
0: Alien takes a while no, to show you it. At there least is full, typically a lot of buildup. There's a lot of build-up to it. But this... When the creature finally shows up, you get a little bit of it like not seeing too much and just seeing sort of a dark shape under the water. But after that, you're seeing it all over the fucking place. Oh yeah, once it's out, it's out. But I guess we're not quite there yet. You get introduced to the family.
1: Yeah, it starts off, you see the Park family, the the main actors we had mentioned earlier. And it looks like they're running some kind of little shop, a stand, right around the waterfront. Mm -hmm. and Or at least we get the sense that the guy, it looks like he may be in his early 40s, something like that. Tim and his dad, and later on you see his daughter, she's coming back from school. And anyhow, it just seems like a typical maybe like just a a business family mom and pop running thing you know what i mean
0: i mean other than the the father slash son the grandfather is fucking dumb
1: yeah and that's what his character is he's played up to be like aloof just a kind of no aspirations just easy go lucky i suppose not even just that he's just kind of not all there no he's sleeping i mean that's one of the first things Mm -hmm. you see is he's sleeping as i guess people are trying to purchase goods right and his dad has to pick up his face to get the change that he's been sleeping on so there's a little bit of comedy spread throughout this film which i really do like Mm -hmm. it's spread all out through this film but we do learn the girl in the film his daughter apparently his brother took her to parent and teacher day i suppose okay and so she gets on her dad about that because her uncle was drunk or she could smell alcohol and she complains about her cell phone he and her dad tells her that he's been saving up. So we get that. You know, you, we get, kind of get these emotional bonds with certain, certain characters. The
0: thing is, the thing that sets this movie apart is that the family part is played up really well. And you bond really quickly with them. Even as frustrated as you can get with... Gangdu. With how dumb he can be. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating I, I at mean. times. Like, it's played up for comedy. But it can be a little overdone, I know you mean it doesn't take away too much, is the thing because really you can you see what they're doing during those times. But I mean, the family is just really good throughout, and it really makes you feel for the situation because it's very, very soon after all of this gets set up. Well, at that, that, I mean, yeah, yeah right, we'll, we'll I mean, get there, but you do, you're yeah. right,
1: you, we do get an, an understanding of basically all the family members, too. The girl, the little girl. She's not really little. She's like probably, what, 11, 12, maybe? Mm-hmm. She and her grandfather are watching her aunt mm-hmm. on television in this archery competition. So you even get that, right? So we get to see, we hear. We know about the uncle, we don't see him. We know about the dad, the, you know, the aloof father. Yeah, you get introduced to the His aunt. daughter, yeah. The aunt on and television. The, the, the grandfather, grandfather. grandfather. So you get, like, so you get the whole character study of the family so far. And then, for whatever reasons, Gang the dad gets goes. sent out for food. Oh, yeah, he does. He, because he steals one of the, uh, the squid tails or like that's the right. tentacles. Yeah, so he has to go out and deliver lunch back to this mat. And when he does, I think, don't, isn't there commotion in the water? And that's where it all starts off. And he throws
0: out some food and the monster yeah. grabs it. So everyone starts to do it again. Don't they even have a, like,
1: before that, they have an exchange. I mean, Gangdu and his daughter, they have a beer together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I remember that part, too, because that's when she's starting to complain a little bit about the phone. But anyhow, because that comes back a little bit later. That's right, that's right. So keep that in mind. But you're right. Going. But then it it.
0: it all seems to disappear for a second, and it all calms down, and he looks off to the side. And there you got it. The monster's just fucking full, middle-of-the-day rushing people. And the attack begins. And it's hard to explain everything that happens, but the thing just starts going fucking ape shit throughout that entire like shoreline community
1: yeah and like says and almost seems to be bridge. following
0: him the entire time like he no matter where he's running to it's always Shadowing within like 20 him. feet yeah and to the point where he he gets home right when his daughter's coming outside gets her hand they trip and fall yeah grabs a hand runs off
1: and when he turns does. It's not her Oh no and when yeah, you're right when he does turn you see his daughter and when she when like when she collects herself, we get to see the creature coming right behind her and then uh, it kidnaps her essentially mm-hmm. wraps her up in its tail and darts off into the water. you're like, oh fuck yeah. Jesus.
0: Yeah, and so as, as that guy... Is it during that first attack, too, that they... Yeah, it's during that first attack, as well, that him and the, the American dude sort of face off with it a little bit. Yeah,
1: and... there's, like, that whole chase scene right before his daughter gets kidnapped, too. Like, he ca- he does get with that American... Where, okay, so he's barely fucking
0: dragging that thing. But as soon as they get two of them, they fucking hurled the, it, like, 15 foot.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is some weird stuff going on a little There's bit. There's some
0: weird physics that end up happening once they start attacking this monster. Yeah, we should mention a little bit of this.
1: There's there some weird physics. Though. They do stun a little bit, right?
0: Right, yeah, no, they're, they're going at it like the monster's not all that big. Like, no. You do not kind at of first. have a chance against it.
1: Yeah, if you got a good couple of whacks at it, you could fuck it up pretty
0: good. You at least have a chance to drive it off as, if you have some sort of weapon. Maybe yeah, like, not like. Don't you, now get out of
1: here. Not you, but if you have a weapon. You have a chance of at least driving it off. Yeah, at least defending yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, man. But they do that, American. Because this film does have scenes where it, it goes from English to South Korean in dialogue. So it's like, oh shit, they're fucking me up here a little bit. That guy gets eaten, essentially. Like yeah. he and, Well, uh, it's funny, he goes all gung-ho, too. And
0: yeah. this is where it all so sort America. of... Bl- it's neat because this is where you think it's going to be a monster movie. Yeah. And everything up until this point is telling you monster movie, especially because that first attack is rather terrifying. It is. Most of the monster attacks after that first one aren't as big and no, no, no you're right in numbers uh, and, and chaotic maybe. and fierce. They're a little bit more one-on-one. Yeah. They're a little bit more strategic and not as overall terrifying. It likes it's more singular at that point. Yeah. But this is where you get the true tension in the movie. And where this movie's genius is that you get the split up of the family with him not grabbing his daughter's hand, and you get the start of the political overtones because that American guy is slightly stereotypical, slightly gung-ho, and it's the beginning of just sowing this distrust. It's not anti-American, but no. there's a, a distrust because of the
1: things that had happened in real life. Yeah, and you can understand it from that point of view. You know, there's always going to be a slant one way or the other, but take it for what it's worth. But it does, it sets up a big, like, a political over-tone. And overall, I mean, the political overtones in this movie in
0: general, it's not just anti-American. Like, no, there's yeah. a distrust of the Korean government that also gets set up in the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's pretty heavy when, I mean...
0: And at times they're even presented as being completely inept. Oh, yeah. Understandably, when when you look at the film throughout, yeah. And corrupt. Very. It's kind of neat, actually. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but shit, no. I mean, Monster gets away with the girl. We're not... Okay, by the way, she dies. If it jumps into the water and she's being held like that...
1: When no, always think it goes too, that fast. That kind
0: of dive, she's dead.
1: holy shit! There was some the way she hits that. the water. Yeah, she's dead. She would have been. Yeah, something would have snapped.
0: Yeah, something's something's done, <sighs> dude. However, we don't have a movie if she if she doesn't die. You're so. like,
1: oh yeah, that's like that takes about. Or if a, she dies, yeah, then an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes you know, of the film.
0: <laughs> honestly, we could still have a movie because you still don't know at that point. Yeah, I mean, and the way the government swoops true. in, it just would have played out a little bit differently. Because government swoops in. By the way, this is Korea. (laughs) Yeah. It might be the good Korea, but.
1: Hans bricks. How many times have I tell you? That's North Korea, but Korea in general.
0: Yeah. No. This is the good Korea.
1: Yeah. Exactly. This is our ally, South Korea.
0: But it's still Korea, and I mean, I think overall probably not. I don't know, man. Imagine Larry lines. Come on, bro. Yeah, at least the way they're painted out in this movie, Crazy. not everything might be on the up and up all the time because I feel like he was kind of trying to well, mirror some things that he had grown up seeing himself, the writer director.
1: I mean, there, like I said, there's a heavy military complex going on in this film. I mean, it's you can't help but you know see it.
0: And so, presence. now I never did quite catch the okay. So the military swoops in and they're saying fucking virus. Everybody that's come into contact, they have to quarantine.
1: Yeah, so they start rounding everybody up and sending them to this gymnasium, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when they start asking, you know, if you had contact with the victims or have you been in contact with this monster? Raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand. Because but, it starts off because they're there because it's the whole mourning thing, like, for the victims.
0: Yeah, and there's a scene there that's quite comical as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, there is. I know uh, what you
0: mean. <laughs> but And that's where the family all comes together. You get the sister and the brother finally come back.
1: Yeah. I um, mean, you really do get the whole... They all come together except
0: girl. for, God, what's her name?
1: It's like uh, Yeon-soo or Yeon-soo, Yeah, Yeon-soo. Yeah,
0: Everybody's finally together, and that's where they finally get them all because Homeboy fucking got blood on them. Attacking yes, him with the American. Sprayed, sprayed on him. Attacking with the American, he got blood on him, so they're like, shit, get him. We find out later in the movie, it's all a setup. I mean, not a setup, but it's all a cover. They know that there's not a virus, but they need to play at the virus to cover up. For what they had done. For what they had done.
1: But they don't need people knowing that.
0: Now were they covering up what they had done or were they just had no idea what was going on and they were wanting to cover up the fact I think that's that they probably more likely until
1: they get to the bottom of really what's going on. Right. They still I I feel, feel like there's up.
0: no way they could have traced it back to being the fucking dirty from no, attack. Not at,
1: not at that point. At there's that no way.
0: So uh, yeah, so they're just not wanting to appear inept. So they're just doing this to be fucking the, false <laughs> flag story that... basically. Yep. in conjunction with the US government. That's how it goes down, bros and hoes. <laughs> I mean, none of the characters, you don't know this yet in the movie, I guess, with where we're at talking about it, but I was curious if you thought they had actually knew where the monster came from, at least at that
1: point. Yeah, at that or... point, what, there is a two-year gap between when it was dumped into the Han River till what What was the present date in this film for, for the film itself? I mean, I mean, I know it came out in 2006, but I mean, but 2002 is when the fishermen found it, so it couldn't have been too long after that. Oh, I think it's supposed to be 2006 still. Okay, so like it's like present day. Yeah. Okay. I think it's present day. So even a four-year gap from the time those fishermen found it. You so say a four-year gap. I wonder yeah. if
0: there had been enough sightings or whatever beforehand that they did know for sure about it. It was somewhere
1: it. in those areas. And maybe. they were just waiting for it to because attack maybe. Because they were quick in response. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah, because they were, they were on it. Yeah, it wasn't like it was like a day before. They, it was like almost what, So maybe they are fully covering it up the full time. It could have been. We don't know for sure, but I mean, it's... Highly plausible the way they swooped in. I guess I just wasn't quite sure about it and wanted
0: to talk it out a little bit. Anyway, it's a false flag, anyway. This whole first part of the movie, you think that there might actually be a virus, because they do show that dude. They show videos of people breaking out, so that's
1: mm-hmm. like the way of propaganda.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of the other shit you see is obviously propaganda, but there is definitely truth mixed in there, because you're seeing the story and you're hearing, you know, both versions and shit. Yeah, so I mean, at that point, you kind of come in, whoa, all come fucked up, jaded. During the monster attack, I wanted to actually point out, what was the, the music by first Lee Byung-woo? Yeah. Oh, damn boy the music in this is incredible it's very really like good. classical influenced I was sitting there I'm like
1: is this like some fucking Bach or something like <laughs> is this some Haydn well <laughs> the reason that I was familiar like I so said with the music at least a little bit is because of his work on A Tale of Two Sisters you kind of get that same feel for it you know the way he composes music for the film but it's, phew, it's really, it's really pretty in this film.
0: It's very pretty and kind of, kind of took me by surprise because I think a lot of the things we've done lately have been a little bit more of like the synth variety yeah. and shit. And so like hearing just this classical, I was like, oh my god, that's so pretty. And they managed to
1: make it fit the scenes of just this destruction going on. And yeah, it, it's a good way, I guess, <gasps> to uh, emit or elicit a couple of different emotions too at the same time. Mm-hmm. you know, So that was kind of a cool play. The music's really well composed.
0: The thing is, other than that first monster scene, though, I want to say that most of the monster scenes past that aren't scary at all. You no, kind of I mean, see them coming. Scenes, there's some tense yeah. scenes, but you see them all coming. You do see it coming. I mean, it's not like a big um, surprise. We hinted at it before, but what stood out to me re-watching the movie is that the true horror of this movie is a horror of uncertainty of what's going to happen. Because... Placed alongside this family and what's happening with them, and they eventually end up knowing that the daughter is alive because she does get her hands on a cell phone. And, and yeah, calls. it's
1: it is an interesting way of how she how she gets those cell phones. The, and on the, top of the it, monsters
0: storing food for later, and it she, is. she just to keeps us survive.
1: It is late. storing food. We I, at first for a little bit, I was thinking, I was wondering, is nest? it trying to feed her? I was wondering nest. Well, that too. I well, like like for like
0: young. Yeah. I thought we were going to be wondering. There's gonna the be more little at the end,
1: mutant babies. Mm-hmm. That would be a, shit. That'd be a different whole different movie. <laughs> but that little girl Yunsu, she stays in that little den. That's what I thought it was at first for that little, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it was in that sewer. She's awesome
0: throughout. She's she's, she's a thinker. She, she finds a, a way girl. to survive and hide whenever the monster comes back. And there's a number of scenes where that happens. And they're all very tense, but they're all basically the same thing, where she either <laughs> pretends to <laughs> yeah. be dead or she hides in the hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you don't have very many options in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what you get, you're right. Up until a point where, you know, I guess skipping way further into the film, there's another person that joins her down there, of yeah. a little bit younger than her.
0: But I was going to say that the horror in this movie is a horror of uncertainty yeah, of what's yeah, going to happen with right. her and an overall uncertainty of the whole thing Because really... you know that all the information that you're being given is 80% of it's false.
1: Yeah, that's that's very true in this film. And you're suddenly being held by the government. Yeah, they're very confined in their movements. I'd say one of the
0: more tense moments in the entire film, this is jumping ahead a little bit again, though, is. Spoilers, uh, right. And reminded me more of a horror movie. Air quotes. He's the fucking government having him fucking strapped down, and they're gonna drill into his brain. Holy shit,
1: that was tense, wasn't it? And they do it. Fuck yeah. By the way, it. they
0: get away with it.
1: <laughs> that whole point of that. They were trying and to he, say that, that he point, was crazy. He already and found yeah. out. He, he overheard. No virus. No virus.
0: That there's no virus, and they're doing it just to keep up the front. And it could be be a patient And they zero. know that it seems that the anesthesia doesn't seem to be working very well. Oh, yeah, they know that doesn't work. He's writhing in pain.
1: That whole... Ooh, that was a tense scene. That was a really tense scene.
0: That added on to it for me, because I don't think I caught that the first time around, that there's no reason the anesthesia would have still worked, and it, that's probably the reason why he's still awake enough afterwards Cognizant, to grab yeah. the fucking... The needle. Yeah, he wasn't dumb. If it would have worked, he would have been well, too I mean, out he was, but he that, wasn't in that situation. Which means he just went through the fucking... God. That's tough. tissue brain tissue sample. Damn. With the anesthetic not
1: working. Uh, and he still was cognizant enough to get out of that situation. He he turns straight badass by the end, in my opinion. Yeah. He does. He gets his shit together real quick. But there's a story that the grandfather tells before. Should we spoil that too? I mean, well,
0: I mean, okay, so I don't know if we should or not. They Maybe. eventually
1: get out and they're on the run, and that's where
0: you get a lot of attention for a bit too, because now they're on the run from the government couple more encounters with the monster along the way, because...
1: Yeah, they have that cool little... Fucking uh, monster's
0: always around. They have that escape
1: from the hospital. The Park family. I
0: like that. Dude, the escape from the hospital is dope.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of escape scenes, chase scenes in general. I do like that in films. South Koreans tend to do that a lot. Not that it's a trope, but they do tend to do that a lot, chase scenes. It is like a two-hour
0: movie, and I guess that's because there is like 40 minutes chase scenes. Yeah, there.
1: lots of chase scenes.
0: I thought it was kind of funny, because all of them... Throughout most of the movie, they all do... Each member of the family does really good up to a point, and then they fuck up somehow, and it puts (laughs) them all behind for a little bit. Regroup, regroup. But they all kind of together have the skills to get it done. Like, they have the contacts to find out certain pieces of information... I don't want to give away I, like I want people to to kind of watch it like they I don't want to give too much, give away too much of like the family sh- on the run shit because that that was some of the more engaging shit. I one. really did enjoy that like how they got their information and they're all getting down on God damn it! I keep forgetting his name. Gang Gangdu. <laughs> Gang yeah. So I remember they the, keep the getting brother down on him because he is dumb. Is dumb? I'm, so, I'm Like yeah. he started getting on my nerves at a certain point. He is. He like says he's super. It's aloof. Kind of like
1: the kid in Babadook. <laughs> oh my god. I was thinking about that movie. But he turns straight badass by the end. He redeems himself. He, re- he totally does redeem himself. Like I said, th- through that whole time period, you kind of, you get a family unit that's sort of dysfunctional, and then they have that split because of his a central character, and they're all trying to get to that person, the, the girl, but we all get to see them individually too, how they function, like you said, how they contribute to the unit, and by the end they show that ability in full force. Yeah. During all this,
0: I don't want to spoil this because I want people to watch it. Yeah. But you have the first heartbreaking moment oh, that's all dang. fucking all due to Mrs. Ew. fault. I mean, to be honest, only one shot I know. Right? <laughs> probably would have happened anyway, but hey. even if the
1: miscount wouldn't have happened. Man, you know, that was the brother. He fucked it up, man. Yeah. He came out and he shot at it. Like, don't do that. And he fucking started that whole chase after That was probably, God, um, maybe, okay,
0: fuck it. spoils spoilers i'd rather you didn't hear this but i Sorry. want to talk about this fucking death for a minute yeah when the monster kills grandpa like you said he tells a story you're like a little bit more sympathetic a fucking homeboy
1: yeah you do because he uh he tells his daughter and his his son Namju namil mm-hmm. he's like look your brother you think he's stupid Man, you didn't realize... It was funny how he tried to tell a story when he was it's like, And he might just be stupid, <laughs> but this is kind of what I think happened. <laughs> that's what I thought was, he, like... He looks... Yeah, he looks so smart that people would ask him for directions. <laughs> he looks smart <laughs> at two. At two. So that he's like, that's... That doesn't, doesn't mean he's stupid. I'm like, damn, that's not a very good story going in. And the whole time they were nodding off, too. Mm-hmm. Gangdu was sleeping, and they were nodding off because they he just all He like eight. halfway through, dude. He does, like dude, he does.
0: And he listens to the whole last half of it.
1: But the whole point really is, is his dad is sticking up for him. You know, it's like, take it easy on him. You don't understand the loss that a parent endures of a child, right? You don't know that pain you don't know what they have to suffer through, so be easy on them. They tend to pick on him, the family members outside of like the grandfather. Even his daughter picks on him a little bit, but they do tend to notice that that creature is outside, and they get that pop shot off on him. I thought that was a cool right. scene too. You get that
0: their point of view encounter with the creature, the shooting at yeah. it. Grandpa dies, killed by the creature. It's oh. the most brutal death in the fucking movie. That was a little that was overkill.
1: the most brutal one.
0: Holy shit! That like the <laughs> that was a little was overkill. Kill. Damn. That was the only one where I was like, the monster could have took the rest of them out right then. But I mean, instead, it just, like, grabs Gramps. After knocking him down, he was probably already dead. But yeah. But fucking... God
1: damn. <laughs> he, does,
0: he didn't take him to eat, did he? They left the fucking body. Yeah, he left the body. He definitely left the he body. He just fucking,
1: wham, take that, and fucking took off. Slam Grandpa. Yeah. It would have been on that cement, I would imagine, or at least in that little grass. At least on the shore. Which, Ugh, I still. Mean, God damn. Slam
0: that hard in fucking sand is no that's yeah that's he's not just like, a, like getting slammed he's not fucking... got
1: getting slammed on pillows no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, that was a pretty intense scene because that's when you get to see the emotional side of the family too and then they have that split and that shows all the different angles from was it Namju, namil gongdoo yeah i was about to say they all split but that's when you get to see how they pull their own weight too ish ish yeah ish you're right about
0: that. Like I said, everybody has it like a fail, a, everybody has a fail moment in this movie. And so, like, during that split is one of the fail moments. <laughs> yeah. That could have been a lot worse,
1: though. I find it interesting, too, how they just focus on this one family out of all the victims. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just right. find that interesting, too. Well, and they were the ones to have, and
0: everything happened to them. It's like the goddamn monster was had it out for them. It kept yeah. being
1: around wherever they were at. It's like, and... what did they do to that Well, monster? I mean,
0: I suppose towards the end, they were trying to find it, because... I mean, they, they know that she's alive. They eventually get directions to the suit. Like, bridge. Yeah. There's a bridge involved that's named after a priest or a monk. So before we get that far towards okay, the I'm end, sorry. Yeah. Okay. let's talk about the fact that she does end up with that kid. She does, yeah. During one of these times, the monster eats a couple kids, except one of them survives kind of like she did. Yeah, just kind of dumped down in there and just survived that. And so she's kind of taken care of him. Showing them how to, to hide while she's down there. But all of her sequences are still pretty much playing out the same. They do. Until like hide and seek with it. they decide they want to try to get out of there. Fuck it up. Because oh. everybody in the family has a fuck-up moment. Even she has a fuck-up moment. Can't reach their fucking rope once yeah. they get they it. They made a clothes
1: rope, which was... For kids, that's pretty creative. And they did a good job of it, too. But, yeah.
0: So then leading in... <laughs> oh, shit. Leading into the monster going to the bridge, before it goes there... She has her big fuck up moment. She tries to reach the rope by using the sleeping monster. Yeah. It, what it does
1: is she gets a hold of it and you're like, oh, yeah, she's about to climb it. Monster's not asleep. <laughs> nope. It's toying with her. And you see it attack at the kids. Oh it's the last man. thing you see. Yeah, because it lets her down gently mm-hmm. with its tail. And then it's. I like the, the whole eye scene. I don't know if that's given too much away, but the eye scene's pretty cool. Everything converging at the bridge at the end was pretty cool.
0: Um, I liked it. I like I said. I kind of want to people. We don't, don't have watch to spoil it, that. Like, we yeah. don't have to do that because there's another awesome escape. We talked about the hospital cause yeah, fucking home, just there. homeboy gets captured again. By the way,
1: whoops. <laughs> yeah, he gets. But there's another awesome
0: nice. escape. You get a fucking violent homeless drunk. You do joining in smashes our boy Nom. Yeah, Ill Nam-il gets yeah walloped, but. Dude comes in handy at the end. He does. Nam Il is kind of interesting. I was reading the director it was like Nam Il is kind of like a college protester from ten years ago. Okay. His character is a stereotype that doesn't exist any longer in South Korea, but is like something out of their past. Yeah. Like his knowledge of making like the Molotov cocktails and the his sort of network of friends. But sort of also the way his life's fallen apart and shit, yeah. and and being the type of businessman he is and everything—it's a stereotype that used to be ten years ago.
1: That's a that's a really cool story. There was another little story too, an anecdote I had to look up because I wasn't familiar with the term. During the scene where the grandfather's talking about Gangdu, mm. he talks about when he's like, "You don't know about him. His mother, I guess, was she ran off or something like that?" Yeah. And he wasn't around because he drank a lot, whatever you know, kind of that like stereotypical thing. But he said something like, when he was a kid, he would have to steal like watermelons or something like that, or like mel- something. Oh. but the, he used a term called like seo ki. I thought it was sayori or sayori. It was something, yeah. it might have been because well, the
0: other two kids I got at were talking about it too. Did you know what that means? Though? No, I, I I meant to look it up and
1: then I never I, did. I did look it up because you know we're both nerds, but. <laughs> What it meant was in modern day terms, it means like, you know, kids at a certain age, they would go out into farms and they'll like pick fruits or whatever from neighbors. And the old way in Korea, it was meant almost like it was common. It was almost like a passage for children. You know, at a certain age, you would crawl through your neighbor's garden. Mm-hmm. And you, it was because you wanted to, to get that memory, that excitement of the chase, maybe. Maybe that's why okay. I have a lot of chase scenes. Maybe that's where mm-hmm. it comes from the whole thing was is like it was an innocent thing for children to do and most neighbors and people they were in on it you know what i mean so I that was an interesting term and that was a cultural thing in korea uh, that was not a frown upon for little children to do to kind of get by so you kind of see that too the way that the creature interacts with the girl and that other Was that a girl or another boy i hate to say either or you do kind of get to see the gentleness at first Hmm. Yeah, so it's I'm interesting. Sorry, just, I, I I had to look it up myself as you were talking about it. Just
0: yeah, like I so said, I looked it up arresting.
1: briefly, but it's a kind of an interesting tale because there's a more of a modern interpretation of it, and then there's an old interpretation of what it, what it meant originally. But it's it's an interesting tale nonetheless. But he did mention that in the film. I was like, I was kind of curious about it. Oh, so so. one thing I didn't
0: mention about the monster that I fucking love is the way that it gets around underneath the bridges. Doing, it is pretty like, cool, The fucking man. flipping around with its prehensile acrobatic tail and, and shit. shit acrobatic and stuff. I like how it does
1: that backward
0: dive into the water. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, the the monster is super cool except for those little fucking fin, the little tails. Yeah.
1: It has its its own faults. There's no doubt.
0: But I needed to mention that because of the way like it hangs off the bridge and yeah. shit because when the government's going to drop the agent yellow to take care of the virus that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. The weird drone pod thing, it's not a drone because it's attached to like a crane, but it looks like the creature, right? Like it does. you noticed to that, right? Yeah, of
1: course, yeah. So It's interesting,
0: mm, yeah. After all the rest of this throughout the movie if you didn't get that, yeah. They're making comparisons in the government they're using uh, almost something that looks exactly like the fucking creature to, to yeah. dispense this fucking <laughs> bullshit. Because it doesn't seem to do anything to them, either. No. Oh, well, no, I take that... Well, uh, some uh, of the people just, like bit. started having some shit happen, but... Yeah. And they warned that it could be deadly, but it didn't seem
1: like... It was supposed to be more like a quarantine kind of thing, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, like the dispersed biological agents. You
0: get the final fight with the creature.
1: It's, it's awesome. I liked it, the, the final fight. Yeah, like, so I don't want to give too much weight unless, unless you want to go there.
0: No, but I mean, everything comes into play. That's
1: the thing. Like, yeah. All their expertise. E- everything comes into that play. you
0: would guess expertise. from all their expertises <laughs> that yeah. had been shown up to this point. If you didn't know that that's where that was heading in the final showdown, then it all gets shown off. It's all pretty badass. I
1: fucking dig it a lot. Yeah, yeah. it was really cool. It goes into, like, like I said, there's an emotional narrative uh, yeah. too. So, I don't want to go too much into that. No, I already said Not that this really. one's a tearjerker. So is. let's
0: let's do this. Like this is already the spoiler section, okay. but this is another one that we're just going to say extra spoiler alert.
1: Extra spoilery
0: cuz it also ties right into how the movie ends, kind of a down note but kind of an up note. But the daughter dies. She does. She shielded the boy from the attack and the boy seems to live and the end of the movie is him adopted by Gongdu. Yeah. They're yeah. living together. He's at least get, he's getting fed all the time. He's not living on the streets anymore. Like. No,
1: it was interesting to me, too, because in the background, while they're eating supper or dinner or whatever, that news report's playing, and it's like, it was all a false report or propaganda or, you know, misinformation, I think is what they said, mm-hmm. the U.S., you know, and the kid's like, just turn it off, you know, let's just focus on our dinner. One thing I do want to say about this, this is a cultural thing more than anything. There are scenes, you know, in the family unit where they're eating Mostly like noodles and shit like that. Soups. Mm-hmm. But it's huge in Asia to slurp your food and make a bunch of noises. As much noise as possible when you're eating. Hoo-wee. If you don't I'm like not a wet fan mouth of that. noises. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that. If
0: you don't like wet mouth noises.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's Like I said, in this case, it's cultural. So it's like you can get away with that. Shit, but that's that's the host. <laughs> yeah, that's the host in general. I do like, like so the, that last... Not the last scene in general, but just that whole last, maybe two or three minutes of the film. No, I mean, the, this, this whole
0: movie... Oh, the snowfall's yeah. great. The whole movie in general is kind of it's really shot a, pretty, emotionally it's pretty real shot. and touching. Yeah, Shot very well.
1: Like Some I shots really like show it awesome. off
0: more than others, like with snow was no awesome. Doubt. Yeah. The chaos of the first attack is awesome. Other things sort of... I mean, not they they mean that they're just, bad, like, they just don't stand out as much.
1: I think but. the director, or the cinematographer probably more more so than the director, had a good eye for when they were in kind of like tight they had mm-hmm. a good way of shooting everybody in a tight scene and even if they were like say inside those storage sheds and stuff where they were rummaging well it's just it was a pretty the, cool shot fun how
0: they they use the sewers too to just sort of bring everything in personal yeah and just this nice tight space and you start you're still exploring this huge amount of space but it's in this tight confined zone and you're not quite sure where things are
1: going to come from and yeah, no, fucking, I, I really dig this movie. I yeah, really, it's, it's a fun I've been looking film.
0: for a, a good excuse to rewatch it for a while. So. And
1: we've talked about it, you and I have talked about it for a while, so it was a good way to cover this one, and uh, I'm glad we did. And like I said, I, I'm glad we didn't go, I mean, we went spoilery, but not too spoilery, I suppose.
0: Yeah, because, oh, man. This movie got pretty fucking high acclaim and brought in a shit ton more money than was spent on it for good reason, for people. Like, go
1: watch it. Oh, you know, we talked about admissions, right? I want to look this up, because this is a fucking crazy number, dude. When I saw, like, the numbers for people who attended this film, um, I'm going to take a look at that here in just a second. If it's fucking funny. Oh, I think
0: I look at, took a look myself. Wasn't it, like, 12 million?
1: Yeah, I think it was, like... Oh, here it is. As of March 2009, so, you know, you got to take that. <laughs> that's That's been a while, but anyhow said so this is the highest grossing film to date in South Korea selling a total of 13 million a little over 13 million admissions wow. to this film it, this means that over 20% of the korean population watched this movie but those numbers are probably skewed because i'm certain people probably went more than one time to see this film right you right, know right, of course. but just say even on the, the low side say 10%
0: Thirteen million admissions can't be wrong, people. Gosh.
1: It's not really that scary either. That's the other it's thing. It's not no no no. And I think it's, it's like the family it, thing more, sticks
0: out more than anything in this movie.
1: I think that's what makes it more accessible. Mm-hmm. Probably in a general market. It doesn't necessarily have to be an Asian market or a states market or whatever. You wanna
0: go watch an easily accessible foreign horror movie? Yeah. Here you go, the host.
1: And it's it's not overly scary, well done, well written, entertaining, lots of chase scenes, there's tension, you know? The monster's not bad. It's not the scariest thing I've ever seen, but it's not bad either. It's got big tails and little tails.
0: Big tails, little tails, bad mouth. Bad mouth, just like British teeth.
1: Yeah, it's, which I think that's a big misnomer now. <laughs> right. But, yeah, they old stereotype, but anyhow. Uh, yeah, it does has a, a mangled mess in its mouth. God, should we tell them what we're doing next week? You know, we've been withholding for the last couple of weeks because we were uncertain with our previous film, Henry. We didn't mention this film because we were still talking about it after Henry.
0: And we still have other plans that might come to fruition where we have to interrupt our uh, plans. Yeah,
1: but we do have a plan this time for a specific film.
0: So next week we're going to go into a movie that we have just been wanting, just dying. Like, I don't know how we didn't do it sooner because we've been just talking... Last ten episodes, we've yeah. brought it up every time after the show. I'm certain we have. You and I both. Candyman. Candyman. Candyman can. Isn't it Candyman the first one even has a fucking subtitle, doesn't it? Isn't it Candyman Farewell to Flesh? Yeah, or is that, that one in the right. se-
1: We can take a look. Anyway, it's fucking look
0: Candyman. That's all you need to know. Tony Todd, Candyman.
1: Dude, that's gonna be so much fun.
0: I I'm super excited. I know you're excited. Yeah. Supernatural
1: Slasher. Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Which we we've done Boogeyman, but yeah. this one is kind of you know we we'll, we we'll get to talk about it. this is gonna be fun. It's just Candyman. Just Candyman. It? Okay, that's
0: fine. Yeah. Farewell to Flush must be one of the sequels. I think you might be right. But to keep up with us doing that, you will have to keep listening.
1: Yeah, that helps. That definitely helps.
0: So to keep listening, you got like Stitcher, iTunes, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. uh, Tuned in. Tuned in. Our website, www.friedsquirms.com. Right.
1: Shit. Imagine Facebook.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's more for news. Twitter. If you want to keep up with our news, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, you got the Instagrams. Yeah. It's at Fried Squirms for the Twitter... Fried Squirms for the Facebook, and Fried, Fried squirm Podcast, Podcast for on the IG,
1: Grams. That's right. Mmm, Gramming it up. Yeah, Grams on Grams. Grams on
0: Grams. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can always email us as well, squirmcast at gmail.com. Gmail's for the G's. I got everything right.
1: I believe that's it. You know, even if you Google searches, I'm sure you can find us.
0: You'll find something.
1: You'll find something, Fried Squirms. Something else. Probably
0: us. Yeah. You know? It'd be really weird if you found somebody other than us. Yeah, It'd be I mean, a wonder when the fuck they started that up. <laughs>
1: I guess with that, I'm done. Are yeah, done? I mean, like I'm glad we did our first, I guess, official creature feature. Yeah, monster know? movie creature Sorry, feature. Sorry, I, I wasn't. I didn't think we'd have a South Korean film lined up for it, but I'm glad we did.
0: Yeah, me either necessarily, but I really. I'm dig certain this movie. we'll get back
1: to some more South Korean films. We can't. And help I'm it. sure we're going to get back to more creature features too. Oh uh, well, yeah, we can't help that either. But in the meantime, like I so said, we gave you a plethora of find us, Listen to us. I'm looking forward to Candyman. Uh the Candyman. Some man future can. projects. So yeah, Candyman, Candyman. This It's gonna be go. fun. With that, fucking
0: fried squirms out. Out.